Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Zach Top. We talked all about his sound and all about how he's trying to bring back that traditional country music sound. One of my favorite voices in country music, a wizard on guitar. Go check out his song, I Don't Mind. Zach Top is on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Member Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbos. And uh, today I'm really, really excited um, because if you know me, you know that this guy is one of my favorite voices in country music right now. Um, to all my friends that are listening, uh, you know that I that I uh, play his songs in my car all the time. And um, it's just one guy that I really promote and I just love his voice. And, um, you know, I love his stuff. So we got Zach Top hanging out with me today. And I'm really excited. Zach, my man, how are you? What's going on? I'm super excited. Doing great, Kyle. Thanks for thanks for having me on here. And thanks. You're too kind. I, I know you, you do a lot to uh, promote all my stuff on the socials and whatnot. And I appreciate that a ton. And and uh, appreciate you, yeah, having me on for uh, for a little interview and and get the stuff out there a little bit. That's right, I love it, I love it. So so let's just kind of uh, start off by uh, kind of giving a little background about you, kind of kind of you know who you are, why you're sitting here today. It's kind of cool because you're from you're from Washington. I don't know if I I am one of my one of my best friends is from is from the Seattle area, and okay. uh, I don't know if I've ever met anyone else from Washington. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm about as far away in Washington as, as you can get from Seattle. I'm down in the Southeast and uh, my folks are still back there, but yeah, I grew up a little town called Sunnyside, Washington. Um, yeah. A little dairy farm town kind of grew up on a, on a hobby farm and did that a little bit, grew up on country music. And oh, yeah. uh, as long as I can remember, I just wanted to be the next George Strait or something. And um, <laughs> my parents were, were kind enough to enable uh, that passion a little bit. And uh, so yeah, shoot, I, I don't know what age it was. It might've been two or three or something. They got me some first act guitar from Walmart and I was left-handed. So I was trying to play a right-handed guitar left-handed and that wasn't working great. Found a teacher about the time I turned five, I think. Um, and she flipped the guitar around the right way and kind of got me started a little bit. It's pretty funny. I, I remember the, I think it was like the very first lesson she was, uh, you know, of course, five-year-old me and, and this gal, Marie Parks, I'll mention her name. Cause she was huge, uh, hugely influential in, in just, you know, guiding me, uh, early on in the musical journey. Um, I owe a lot to her for sure, but it's funny. I think the the first lesson I took from her, she she was just asking me, so what what kind of songs you want to learn? What what kind of stuff are you interested in? And I was just like, I want to learn Amarillo by morning. She's like, oh well, well that's nice. Uh, maybe let's maybe let's start with Jesus loves me, and and we can work up to Amarillo. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's yeah, that was kind of that was kind of I you know I came in the only musical uh kind of exposure i'd had other than singing in church we sang from the old blue hymnal in church um but other than that it was just 90s country stuff um my parents were they like classic rock and stuff like that too um but that was the biggest thing was country music and this teacher marie um 
she was big in the old time fiddle and bluegrass music and, and all that sort of stuff. So she was kind of the one that got me in consequentially my whole family kind of turned on a bluegrass thing yeah um so and- it's it's crazy because like i you know you said you were like this is the one thing that stuck out in my head here and i'm gonna i'm gonna pose this question to you because it's always been a yeah. thought in my head and uh maybe i'm not as 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 uh, incompetent as maybe i think i am so <laughs> so uh you said you when you started playing you're a lefty right i'm also a lefty and okay. I, I have given one maybe two, maybe three shots to guitar in my lifetime. Okay. Uh-huh. And obviously if we're sitting here and I'm telling you this, they've all failed. None of them. have. <laughs> failed, right? So the one thing is, is that, so, so I, I, I tried when I was young, right. I learned writing, I, you know, I was taught writing, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was more of more or less, uh, if you never play lefty, you can just kind of play righty and figure it out. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Deal. And then yeah. um, when I was about like 19 or something like that, I, I went and bought, I, I was, I was feeling ambitious and, um, you know, obviously music is a major part of my life. And really all I want to do is strum along some of my favorite country songs. I didn't want to play anything fancy. I didn't want to play half as good as you play because you, my God, a wizard. And I just wanted to sit there, strum a few chords, maybe hum a tune. That's all I wanted to do, right? So I went out and bought a guitar. And I'm like, yeah. man, I can't do this for the life of me. But I could do one thing. And it was play the opening lick to Friends in Low Places. That's the one thing that there I There you could- go. <laughs> That's all I was able to do, right? If you got one party trick, that's a good one. That's all I was able to do. That'll get the people fired up. (laughs) And you bet your butt I would pull that out every time I'd pull this damn guitar. I wouldn't play anything else. I would play that one thing, and I would give it right back and say, that's all I can do. But but I was still playing writing. I was still Mm -hmm. playing writing. So I want to know if you think the reason – and my – it wasn't it wasn't figuring out the, the like the neck of the guitar with the chords that was my issue it was more or less the strumming and yeah. i always think that the reason why i couldn't you know wrap my head and like pick up the strumming like that was because yeah. my left hand is my dominant hand and i'm using my right hand to strum now i could just be saying that because i'm trying to make up an excuse of why i suck at guitar but <laughs> maybe there's something behind it maybe there's a reason why potentially i don't know it's it's kind of uh, how old were you when you uh, took that stab at it? Probably 19 years old. It was probably like four or five years ago. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like that might be a big thing. I think it like at five years old, I was barely starting to, you know, try to play sports and do sports things. And that was, I was left-handed at pretty much all of those. Right. Um, but I, I've been randomly ambidextrous on just a few different things. Like, I eat right-handed. I, I like when I was a wannabe cowboy, I'd throw a rope right-handed and uh, all that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I think I've got a little bit of, I'm not entirely left-hand dominant, definitely left-hand dominant, but I also feel like it's just like when I was five years old, I didn't know any better. So she yeah. was just like, hold it this way and do this. And so, <laughs> you know, at that point it's like, okay, and <laughs> what the heck else am I going to do? And, and just, you know, had it ingrained in me early on enough that, I would imagine I'm I'm sure if I had started at 19 after being left-handed my whole life and flipped the thing around and try and do it that way, it might have been really weird. So I don't I don't think you're way off there. All right, all right. Then then maybe I'll just hold out hope. Maybe one day something's there's like- still there's still a chance. Yeah, you can get a left-handed guitar too. Now that's right. To, I could do that. You need to uh, put the control in the experiment here and try it the other way. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just have two guitars sitting around. I'll figure out which one works for me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
who, who knows in a year I could come out being, you know, the next, uh, the next great picker of the world. You never exactly. know. That's exactly. Right. You just had it the wrong way the whole time. <laughs> That's right. I got to just flip it around the other way. <laughs> could we imagine we look back and I'm like, man, all we had to do was flip this thing around. I, I could have learned to play the guitar when I was five freaking years old. And I'm waiting around because I didn't flip it around. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unreal. But we may never know. But if we do know, at least we said it here. At least that's yeah, where we, exactly. at least that's you heard it here first. That's right. You heard it right here on the RCM podcast, right here. Um, so let's kind of uh, uh, talk about a little bit about you, some things that I think are super cool. And, and, and uh, I think something that you almost alluded to and you kind of pulled away there. Um, you started music really young. Um, you know, like you said, you know, earlier than five years old and you started playing guitar and then, you know, you, you kind of got in tune with the whole bluegrass thing. And that's where a lot of your sound comes from. And it's very awesome, um, in my opinion, super refreshing with some of the music that we hear today, not knocking any of it, but, um, you know, we hear a lot of the same stuff. So it's kind of cool to hear stuff like bluegrass and, and, and things are very instrument heavy, very steel heavy, handling heavy, stuff like that. Um, like I said, I ramble all the time. That was a very long witted answer or a sentence for something that could have been so much shorter. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, you got into a family band um you know pretty early like around would you say around seven years old does that kind of make sense i believe so yeah um, i think it was how do you know that oh I, it's probably my bio or something hey don't don't give up my secrets zach. <laughs> come on zach i guess on, we're supposed, i was supposed to be a wizard over here and i got all my <laughs> ideas I, I was gonna say you know what i have my ways but you just exposed me <laughs> that's all on you <laughs> But yeah, that, that isn't your bio. That okay. is, but I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that was that was kind of the, we, all of us kids, um, uh, my parents kind of got us started doing piano lessons. My oldest sister is nine years older than me. Um, and she was really, really good uh, pianist, played competitions and stuff, just classically trained pianist and whatnot. Um, and she kind of, led the way there and so once uh the other three kids uh me and my other two siblings got old enough my parents put us all in piano lessons too um it that was if i remember correctly i think it was right about the same time that i started guitar lessons as well um and uh it's kind of funny i hated piano um kind of drug my feet the whole way through that um i ended up taking it for I don't know, five or six years or something. Um, and wish I'd applied myself more now at this point. Um, but I didn't, I hated it. <laughs> um, and, but whatever the case, yeah, we, we kind of started. Uh, so when I was, yeah, when I was five, my, uh, the sister directly older than me, Maddie, uh, she's a year and a half older than I am. She started taking fiddle at the exact same time I started taking guitar. Cool. Um, and then shortly after that, my oldest sister, Lakin, uh, started playing bass, among a few other things. She kind of just um, was a jack of all trades when it came to all the stringed instruments. But and then uh, my little brother, Joram, played mandolin. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was about seven years old. Um, we did our first show, opened up for a, a Patsy Cline uh, kind of tribute musical thing is at the high school theater. And we got up there and bunch of seven-year-old kids playing whiskey before breakfast and something about coal mines and death that's awesome so there's so there's, but, but there's there's about, that's what we did <laughs> that's right so there's five of you right there's four four yeah, four so, of them. yeah. Okay. 
younger brother, two older sisters, and me. Okay, so four of you. I can't count, obviously, that college degree. Okay. Absolutely okay. There's four of <laughs> you. So um, that's, that's, I think that's really cool. And I also think it's really cool you guys did that so young. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. you know, you, you guys kind of, for lack of a better term, thrown to the wind and said like, okay, let's learn how to do this. And I, I would imagine that because, uh, you know, you've been in some, some bands after that, obviously. So oh, yeah. per your bio. So um, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, that, that initial young, um, you know, that experience where, where it kind of showed you how you all had to work together, your siblings, right. I'm sure it was tough being in a band with your siblings when siblings fight. I have siblings. Well, right. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that, Mostly tough for all of them, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. But that, that um, I think that experience is really valuable, especially as, as someone who wanted to kind of pursue music as you got older and, and you know, you know, as, as life kept carrying on. But uh, I think that's really cool. Did, did, would you consider that? How long did you guys do that for? It's like, you know, the family thing. It was, uh, so as I said, my, my oldest sister is a fair bit older. So she, mm -hmm. uh, it was only... I'll say four, four years, maybe or so. No, it wouldn't have even been that. It was pretty short, a couple of years. Um, and then she actually went off to college. So she moved okay. out. She wasn't around anymore. Um, she would, she would come back and play uh, some shows with, I think, I think she played bass uh, probably for four years. All right. And then you kicked her out of the band. Yeah, and then we got rid of her because she's only showing up half the time. <laughs> we cut her check. The name of that band, fantastic. Really, really, really use that uh, yeah. use that last name, the Top Strings. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. I think that's that has to be credit to my mom. I believe <laughs> yeah. that, that was not my. Uh, that's a uh, that's a mom band name right there. You know, <laughs> ever. Yeah. I love it. Um, so let's kind of talk about this track here. So, so you did, yeah. did that and then you, you've played in a couple of other bands since then. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, most notable a band that I actually knew prior the North country, which I, th which I, um, Oh really? Yeah. I, I, yeah, okay, I I'm a big, uh, I'm a, I'm a big kind of dive into music guy. Like, even yeah. if I like, it's just like, I like to find, I, and I wouldn't say I've been listening for, for too long of a time, but so as somewhere along the, the social media grid, I was, yeah. or something, I don't know, somewhere, maybe YouTube, something like that, something popped up. So, um, I've heard of them and it's cool. And I think that's awesome that you've done, you know, had these prior band experiences before yeah. you decided to do that solo songwriting thing by yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that helps you uh, even in terms of, of inspiration for song. I know that you had a big hand in, in, in their um, record in 2018, North country's record yeah. in 2018 when it comes to writing. So I'm sure that all of that helps you as an individual, especially when you go into writing rooms and decide to write songs and, and, and things like that. If you want to yeah. talk about that a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, so like I said, we, we kind of, we did the family band and then my oldest sister left and we ended up getting uh, one of our good friends, Katie Dewhurst, played bass with us for a long time. And then uh, uh, another buddy, uh, Jake Monroe, played banjo with us. Um, so that was kind of, there was still the three of us, the nucleus was the family band still and then just added those couple that was a great word right there. The nucleus. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Use them SAT words, Zach. I like it. I like there, you go. It. there you go. I ain't just a dumb hillbilly. Um, <laughs> I don't care what people say about me. Um, no, I, uh, yes, yeah, so we did that. I think uh, the last shows we played with the family band was when I was 18 or something. Um, and then, yeah, 
kind of that next that fall following that summer run we did uh started with the band north country um they had a fellow named nick dumas that uh used to be their mandolin player he got hired on with another band so they asked me if i'd play mandolin i hadn't played mandolin before so <clears throat> i kind of did a little crash course on that for two months and then started playing shows with them um yeah which was yeah it, it was a great time a uh, bunch of bunch of really good musicians and um yeah fortunate to go all over the place playing with them and had a great time and still some of my closest friends so yeah that's awesome so so how long did it take you to learn the mandolin because i personally really am like like i'm so i'm so dumb though dude because like i'm like <laughs> I can't even play the guitar, but I'm like, I want to play the mandolin. I want to play the banjo. I want to play the steel. I even at one point in college, one of my, one of my really good friends from college was, is, is really, he's a great guitar player. And he learned, he only started learning guitar, like probably like five or six years ago. And he's like, sure. he's, in my opinion, I think he's great for, for yeah. that very short amount of time, but he works his butt off at it. And I yeah. am like, if he could do this, I can learn something cool. Right. Never pulled the trigger, almost pulled the trigger on a cajon. Just because okay. I was like, I was like, that that could be easy. I'll sit there and tap to this thing. Why yeah. not? It's not, it's a little bit more complex than just tapping to it. But still, I mean, for the most part, you know, but it's so I'm like dumb. But the fact that you can just like pick up a mandolin and start playing the mandolin, that's pretty cool. And I, I would imagine that it's fairly similar. If you're a pretty good guitar player, you can pretty much pick up a mandolin fairly fast. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think a lot of it is actually just uh uh the knowledge that i got out of uh being classically trained on piano just understanding musical theory a lot and yeah. definitely a lot of the like mechanics of the you know the right hand and left hand mm -hmm. uh from guitar translates over to mandolin really easily but you know mandolin's tuned differently uh than a guitar tuned in fifths instead of fourths right. um and so it's it's definitely a lot of different chord shapes and stuff um in the left hand so having a little theory behind it and and uh that sort of thing and listen to a lot of old uh, Lonesome River Band records with Dan Tominski playing mandolin. Uh, spent a bunch of time doing that. I think I played, I think it was about two months or so. Um, well, and that was the other thing. I uh, I didn't actually play for the whole two months. I brought, uh, I didn't even own a mandolin the whole time I played with that band. Um, <clears throat> I borrowed my brother's mandolin for a few weeks and then didn't have it. And then I think we played our first show in, uh, in February or something, and I borrowed a couple different mandolins that weekend. And then the bass player in that band, uh, Kent Powell, always had a good mandolin around. He's a mandolin player too, um, so he'd always be. He was kind enough to let me uh, use his mandolin. So I also I, I didn't practice mandolin much either. I'd go back home to. I was living in Colorado at that point and traveling back to uh, the Northwest for shows and whatnot. So I wouldn't be able to practice in between either and just show up and try to relearn it every weekend with them. Oh. God. <laughs> oh my god is, is so so as, as, as a band guy and a musician guy did, did you grow up playing sports oh yeah did you grow up playing like baseball or something like that by chance i did i, okay. I played a bunch of baseball a bunch of basketball so i i played a bunch of baseball too and i know the one thing that's really you know a stickler when it comes to baseball players is they hate when other people use their gloves because you don't want someone else's hand in your glove right is that yep. the same with like instruments do guys hate when you play someone like when a guy plays your guitar or something like that is that like a thing i don't know i'm just curious i think maybe for for some people for some people uh yeah I, I personally i couldn't care less um all right you know I, I, 
So, so if I, if I like want a, to... a fellow musician, if somebody else that like, you know, they know how to play and they know how to handle the guitars. Yeah. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. But if I want to rip when TSA wants to get my guitar out and kind of take it apart and go through it, that kind of rubs me wrong. But, uh, other musicians I'm okay with. So what, what you're saying is if I if I was like, hey, Zach, let me, let me rip a couple licks on your guitar, you'd be like, hell no, because I don't know how to play. That's exactly what <laughs> no, exactly you, you, <laughs> you You told me you had your hands on a guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to make sure you hold it right-handed, but yeah. other than that, I ain't worried. <laughs> we got to just flip it. We got to make sure it's being held the right way. That's right. It's a, I should get the book that's uh, playing guitar for dummies. How, how do you hold it? How do you play it? Um, that's, that's awesome. I, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm with you. Um, I think it's cool that, that you got kind of all these experiences. And I think that, um, it really, I think it's awesome that you got kind of like, I don't think you're going to agree with this, but you're kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. And you, you, you kind of done every little bit of it and, and you, you've been in the band, you know, obviously done your own stuff, you've done your writing. And I think that's really cool. And, and it's, it's kind of a nice resume when you look and you say, I've done this, that, and the other thing. And um, it's a nice pitch to people. Um, not that you have to pitch yourself at all. The second you open your mouth, you're good. You are golden. But um, no, I, I think you're right. It just, I've been blessed to have a bunch of different, yeah, just a variety of opportunities and play a bunch of different roles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think that that has only helped just kind of round the whole experience out. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. And so when you when you decide to go do this own thing, where you decide to go kind of go and just do it on your own, was mm -hmm. it racking? Because because not for nothing, but um you know we love the the type of music you listen to and the type of music you play you and i we love that right mm -hmm. a lot of people today especially in nashville um and especially on country radio that's that's not necessarily the sound you're hearing and that's just the times whether you like it or not i mean unfortunately yeah. that's, that's just kind of what it is and you know we we i guess we kind of got to live with that but i think there's a lot of folks out there that love that older sound that old school sound and yeah. um are looking for that and quite frankly they want it and you know that's what that's what i want that's what a lot of people want um yeah is it nerve-wracking to know that you're you're going out there and and you want to play that george Street stuff you want to play that cowboy stuff you want to play that range travis stuff that's what you want to play um yeah and not everyone's you know kind of uh in that wheelhouse is that a little nerve-wracking when you want to go by yourself and do your own thing um it it's not I wouldn't call it nerve wracking. It's definitely, I guess I, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, yeah, I'm not scared of that at all. Cause that's, I'm just trying to do what I love. And if it, you know, right now it's looking like I've had a, a couple doors open to where it's like, dang, I might be able to do this for a living. Um, and that's heck I, you know, it was always kind of a pipe dream thing. Um, but never necessarily expected that to, to actually come to fruition. So since it has, it's like, shoot, I'll ride the, you know, ride the bull as long as, uh, long as I can. Sure. And I'm just, you know, I, I moved to town for the love of the music. Um, and so I'll keep doing stuff that I love. And if that doesn't sell, then I'll do it on the weekends as a hobby and <laughs> keep swinging a hammer for a living. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it nerve wracking. It's definitely and I also, I, I don't think there's, there's any reason for it to, I think there's a huge market out, like you were just saying, it's, there's a huge market of people that, that want, uh, want something different, uh, than, you know, necessarily most of the stuff that they're getting on, 
uh, mainstream radio right now. Just look at all that, you know, the streaming numbers that these Texas artists have and stuff. Um, Cody Johnson's and Josh Ward's and Randall King's guys like that. Right. And then also just the guys that, you know, like Luke Combs and John parties and, and fellows like that, that, you know, it's, you know, it didn't sound like George Strait, but it's, it's a step back towards, you know, what the I right direction. Call, yeah. Traditional country music a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's definitely trending in that direction. So I, I think it's it's a I'm really excited. I, I you know I'm hoping to be uh you know on the on the leading edge of that sort of you know turn back toward traditional stuff. I think people are ready for it and yeah. and they're loving it. And so hopefully that can be you know set a set a new trend there a little bit. I agree. I totally agree. I think that that. You know, I'm not one to sit here and, and, and hate on anything that anyone is doing because I don't think that's right because they are talented uh, SOBs here. But um, I think that, you know, what they are, you know, some people are just looking for more of a refreshing sound, that old school sound, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can like it all. You can like yeah. it all, right? Well, that's the thing. It's it's funny. Like every every new generation of country music has the previous generation, you know, will just rag on it and at one point people thought george jones was ruining country music That's and then right. george Strait ruined it too and so did johnny lee and you Gosh. know it, like it, exactly every every generation you know stuff that we look back on now is like the golden age of country music right. was at one point people nah. were like what's this new shit i yeah. can't stand it and you know and so yeah. it's it's just gonna keep going through phases like that right. so i'm sure I agree. I agree. And I think the best part about that is that even, even when you go through phases, there's always going to be people who have heroes that are, you know, yeah. the Georges and the Alan Jacksons and, you know, George mm -hmm. Jones and all that. You're always going to have people that are like that, which means that in a perfect world, that's the, that type of music's always going to live on. It's never, it won't go anywhere. And there yeah. will, there will be someone, at least someone, whether that be you or the next guy that, decides that that's the type of music they want to play which is the best part about it if you think about it um yeah. so i think that that's really awesome honestly and and i love that that's the sound that you put forward and i think that that's probably why i kind of um latched on to you but the real reason why i found you zach here is that you know like most people when you're bored what do you do you go on social media so one day i was scrolling through tiktok right and you know sometimes i get in the rabbit hole of tiktok i say i'm gonna go to sleep yeah. at 11 o'clock and then it's 2 30 yeah. in the morning and yeah. i'm still on TikTok, right <laughs> guilty as charged like most people are. Then 15 but, second videos to keep you up for a long time <laughs> it's just one after another after another yeah, they, after they another. never stop <laughs> but my tiktok is filled with basically music mostly country music and some other dumb stuff right so you know you scroll through and i was one day i'm just scrolling through scrolling through scrolling through and i look and it was it was um the one i loved back then george jones song that you covered and i was like yeah. and obviously i was like how is this guy gonna cover this song because it's just so wow oh, yeah george and then you hit that first note <laughs> right and you hit that first note and i was like who in God's name is this? And why haven't I seen it before? And, you know, uh, I always think it's crazy when I see someone that I have never, like I just haven't come across. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. It's your, I don't know what it is. It, it's gotta be, it's like, it's your tone. It's, it's, it's something, I don't know what it is, but for, for some reason, 
everything that comes out of your mouth, in my opinion, is gold. It's just, it sounds so good. And, and you're, you're going to probably humble yourself and say no and all this stuff. But I truly believe there's not, I have scrolled through your videos so many times, you know, your views probably go up because I scroll through them. Right? How many <laughs> times did I email about you? 10,000 extra views every, every That's week? That's right. Just from you That's going right. Through. How many times have I emailed you in the last like two months? That that's how good I think you are. And and <laughs> I I really have not found anything that I didn't like. So when I, I appreciate that, man. Found, I was like, wow, this is incredible. So how did that how did that and also I'd like to add, I'm not the only one that thinks this. You go in your comments and you see the same stuff some for from some also pretty notable people. Clay Walker. Clay's a buddy of mine. Yeah. Clay, Clay comments oh, yeah. videos all the time, right? Yeah, like, I, I've like, seen that. Yeah, he's commented a couple of times, and, and yeah. there are there are some other people that I that I think that are pretty good artists, whether they be, you know, uh, a larger name or not, you know, are are, are commenting. So, um, you know, I'm not the only one that notices it, and I think I, it's all well deserved. Trust me. But why? Why? When did you figure out? Like, why did you even post on TikTok in the first place? We obviously talked about this. You know, you don't understand the algorithm. Neither do I. Um, yeah. What was what was the the you know the what was interesting about it? I mean, a lot of your videos are you just chilling on your couch, right? You're not you're not doing anything special. You're just chilling. That's you're, the ones that people seem to fall in love with. That's right. You're wearing your like jeans and a put shirt. Together, yeah. That's right. You don't have shoes on. You're just chilling <laughs> on the couch, probably playing the guitar with your wife there and and your cat, and you're just sitting there. Oh, and yeah. you, why did you just decide to post that? And then what happened when you realized you were getting the recognition that you well deserved? Well, the uh, my whole social media journey there kind of started back in 2018, I guess, uh, was, um, and I'd had Facebook for a little bit, uh, but never put much effort into like using it as a tool for music. Um, and anyway, the, uh, when Daryl Singletary passed away, um, one of my favorite singers, um, and, uh, I did a cover of his song, uh, spilled whiskey, uh, posted that up. I'd never got anything more than, you know, six, 800 views or something on a video before. Somehow that thing kept getting shared around in that, uh, site country rebel, uh, was kind enough to, they called and interviewed me for a second and, uh, posted my cover of that. And it, so it, it kind of blew up for me. And that's actually half the reason I'm, I got to town uh, at this point, fell named Carson Chamberlain's a, a hit songwriter, producer and whatnot in town here. Um, he found me off that video, found me on the Country Rebel site. Um, and so when uh, <clears throat> when that thing kind of took off and started, you know, I, I got a bunch of phone calls after that thing. Uh, people in town calling one to work with me and whatnot and all this kind of stuff is like, dang, this thing's really a tool. Uh you know, you can get your music out there. It, it just, it's so much easier uh, in a lot of ways than, you know, what guys had to do before the, the golden age of technology here. Um, it's easy to get your stuff out there and get a lot of people to be fans of it um, if they like it. Um, so that was, I, I, and so I, after that, I kind of, I try to stay semi-regular uh, with posting some videos on, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And then the whole new TikTok thing came along. Um, and I shoot out, like I said, I don't even use the app. I don't even have the app on my phone. Um, <laughs> my wife was like, you need to, you need to use this. And, uh, so I, like, all right, whatever. And so she set up the account and everything. And every now and then she's the one that cracks the whip. She's 
Like, all right, time for you to post another video. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> I'd be sitting there on the couch or something, piddling with the guitar, and she'd be like, make a video so you can put it on TikTok. <laughs> and say, all right, yes, ma'am. And uh, <laughs> so she kind of she cracks the whip and keeps the content coming on TikTok. You know what they say, happy wife, happy life. You might Exactly, exactly. Well, I follow time. instructions real well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. I, uh, I, I, you know, the app is an interesting thing. We obviously talked about it a little off recording. It's, uh, it's helped me out a little bit here. And, um, you know, I think it's a cool thing. I hope, I think it's helped a lot of people kind of get their voices heard, whether that just be yeah. um, someone else writing in your comments, hey, you want to write together? Or, you know, hey, I'd love to work with you in some aspect. Or, um, hey, come do a round with us, you know, that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And then obviously it's done bigger things for certain people. Um, Man, it's but, wild. That's that's the the in the the first few videos I put on TikTok, um, that a couple of them started blowing up. Um, oh, I think it was that uh, "How Cowgirl Says Goodbye" Tracy Lawrence song. Oh yeah, um, that one kind of jumped up, um, and that was actually that's how I got my first pub deal. Some of the guys from publishing company found me on there and wanted to meet, and so I met, had coffee with a fellow named Andy Friday, and. Um, and uh and then he was like man I, my, my boss bob dole he wants to he wants to uh meet with you maybe and so me and uh carson went over there and uh talked through it and did a pile of paperwork as those things uh go and uh but yeah it just like it just out of nowhere uh got something worked out which is uh it's just yeah speaking that's to awesome that's the awesome. Validity and how valuable those tools are. It's it's oh really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It, that is awesome. So so um you obviously have a lot of videos out there, right? You know, you you and we're gonna we're gonna kind of get to your originals here soon. Um sure. but uh, you have a lot of videos out there and I'm just curious because I, I you know in the comments everyone's always like, Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this one? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh that's just Jesse is a is a is a big one that I see all the time by Kevin. Oh Dan. yeah, Great. oh yeah. Great song, but fantastic man! I'm I'm a I'm a huge Kevin Denny fan. As am uh, I. As am yeah, I. Yeah, and uh, I actually I feel very blessed. I, he does a show in town every Saturday night with a band called Organic Country at the the local uh, in Nashville. And uh, I started I don't know how I found out about it. Anyway, started going to that show, and I went for probably two months straight. I went every Saturday and watched the whole two hour That's show. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. They they do a bunch of his songs and then they do uh, some some covers and stuff. Um, but anyway, they, one night they I guess one of them see me on Facebook, so they got me up there to sing a couple and whatnot, which was a huge honor. And ended up uh, kind of started talking to Kevin a little bit and got to be buddies with him. We actually just wrote for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. Ooh, my God! Yeah, yeah. All really excited about that. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Look at that. That's awesome. I'm, I I don't want to toot the social media horn all that much. I don't know. I think there's a lot of negatives that come with it too. But I agree. I can't deny the positives. It's it's been an extremely helpful helpful tool for me. I feel. I agree. Blessed. I and my my favorite thing is I always say like you know I post on social media all the time, whether that be my personal pod, whatever. Yeah. And I always wish I like I don't like to and i do because i feel like it's important for me to stay yeah. active and and you know see people see that you know you're posting pretty often especially you know, oh, I, that's, that's part of that's part of making it an effective and useful tool is right 
bowing to the algorithm a little bit, getting people content out there and keeping a steady stream. Right. And I just wish I didn't have to, but that's just, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) There are worse things out there. Right. I mean, Oh, absolutely. That's right. So I think that that's, uh, you know, it it is a very useful tool. Hey, can I make a possible request for one of these videos one time? Yeah. What you got? How about, can I, can we do an Andy Griggs song? Do you know, do you know Andy Griggs? I am familiar with Andy Griggs. Can you do like be still or like um, she's more something like that? I do know she's more. Well, she's more uh, is great. She's more. Um, yeah. yeah, good song, good song. Let me. I'll have to learn it. So hey, give me a second on that. It. But that's all I'll, right. I'll certainly. I'll do my damnedest. I feel like I feel like your voice would be good on that. That's just my only request. Yeah. If you can't if you can't learn it, that's okay. I'll keep singing it in my car. But if you can't learn it, you I, can, love it. <laughs> I love it. Do it. Let's kind of uh, roll into your uh, uh, songs here really quick. Um, the, the, the one thing I really just want to mention is that I uh, recently saw something that you posted about an uh, unreleased original song. And I, there's nothing more that I really want to say about this song besides the fact that it's called Sad Songs. And the, uh, and the, the, the hook here is, is uh, why does a sad song make me feel so good? And I just want to let you know that, that might be the most relatable thing to my life on the planet. So... I think so, man. I think it's relatable to a lot of people. Don't you ever, do you believe that the happy, some of the happiest people listen to the saddest music? I think I'm generally pretty happy and I listen to almost exclusively sad music. So Thank you very much. Uh, this is why I knew we'd go on. That's just on. one example, but I'm Come living on. proof. I, I could not agree more. I could not yeah, agree man. more. Um, so yeah. let's talk about I Don't Mind. Cause, cause it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Obviously Thank I, you. I, I've, I've shared it um, uh, numerous times on, on all platforms just cause I really like it. And I think that it's, um, it's a pretty complex song when it comes to, you know, the instruments and things like that. And um, I like it a lot. So um, this was your, uh, would you consider this your first like solo, solo release? Uh, well, other than the, the other single in a world gone wrong. Right. Which was, wasn't, that, that was wasn't that with, isn't there, wasn't that with someone or am I just making a mistake? So yeah, that was, that was a whole big thing. We, uh, we went in and did it basically as a band project, um, uh, under the name modern tradition. Um, and that was, yeah, a bunch of great friends of mine, Maddie Denton, fiddle, great fiddle player, uh, Caleb Smith, uh, banjo player, Zion Napier, mandolin player, uh, and Wyatt Harmon bass player, all fantastic musicians we went in and tracked uh eight songs um got that first single out in a world gone wrong and then the whole lockdowns hit and whatnot so just kind of you know essentially like everybody else took a year you two years off essentially um so it kind of it ended up being just sort of a fizzling out thing and i ended up just doing a, a deal for the whole record um on my own with the label and um so they still play shows with me and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically bought them out of the record, um, and just took that on, on my own. So yeah, now they're marketing it under my name, but same band and everything. They played cool. on the record and whatnot. And, cool. uh, yeah, like I said, still, still play shows with them and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you got these two songs out They're very, they're yeah. very, very, uh, bluegrassy, very, very, yeah. um, you know, country-esque and, and I love yeah. it. So, um, talk about, uh, I don't mind a little bit kind of yeah. the writing behind it. Cause, cause for me, for me, like, I feel like a uh, more of a bluegrass song is the way you write it is, is totally different than if you were to write 
or in my opinion, I could be so wrong here. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it, it could be. I, I feel like the way you write a song like that is is much different than when you're writing, you know, like a traditional sad country song because there's also oh, a lot yeah. of other things you have to think about while you're writing the song. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. the melody is really important because there's a lot going on at once, in my opinion. So, um, mm-hmm. was it an easy thing for you to write, or did it kind of fall into your lap? Well, I wish I wish I could claim the writer's credit on that. But I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I knew. Um, it. Yeah. So, and that's, that's the funny thing about that. Like you said, there, there's a huge difference, uh, in my opinion, not huge, but very marked differences, uh, between, uh, bluegrass songs. Uh, yeah, just, just the writing of them stylistically and lyrically and melodically, all of it, um, is just substantially different than, uh, country stuff. Yeah. And as we kind of mentioned before, I've kind of got a, a blend of that going, now so it was it was actually uh three of my favorite writing partners uh carson chamberlain wyatt mccubbin and uh mark nessler wrote i don't mind same guys that wrote uh in a world gone wrong as well they're all fantastic yeah wyatt's phenomenal god oh yeah and he's he's (laughs) he's something else (laughs) and yeah i mean carson and mark they're they're long list of hits as songwriters speak for themselves okay. yeah white's just another phenomenal he's he's a really good buddy and and obviously phenomenally talented guy um so they had they wrote wrote those songs uh you know to be country songs and yeah. um and i'd heard the the demos or work tapes on them and uh and i was like i think i'd work uh bluegrass and so uh went in and cut them and and uh, like I said, that that band, uh, they did awesome job on it, um, putting those tracks out. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it, to your question, I don't have a lot to say about uh, the writing of those songs because I wasn't a writer on them. Um, <laughs> other than some of my favorite writers uh, right. uh, wrote it. And I, yeah, I think they're just phenomenal songs. And, and I love the just the blend uh, in them, you know, just that that country grasp you know so that's some of my favorite singers and, and artists you know keith whitley and uh ricky skagg guys like that kind of did the same tony rice had the same yeah journey as i did coming up through the bluegrass world a little bit and then yeah. getting into the country thing and, and blending the two um so i love that uh that sort of style and i think those those songs just kind of pretty well so does this so you have these two songs right so this is your <laughs> You're, you're kind of your, hey, here, this is me. This is what I want to do. This is my uh, sound I want to portray. Um, I'm sure that it, that it took you a little bit to kind of figure out what exactly that was, maybe a little tweaking here and there. Um, does this lead into to other things? Does this lead into um, maybe a full record? Does this lead into just um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. more sounding songs uh, for the most part? Are you going to stick on this path? I really hope you're going to say yes. But um, So – yeah, at the moment we got uh like I said, we we did an eight song album. Um and we've got a third single, uh Like It Ain't No Thing, also a Mark Nestler, Carson Chamberlain, White and the Covenant creation. I love it. Uh, that's gonna be the third single on the thing. Um and that will be coming out January seventeenth, I believe is the All right. tentative release date. Don't quote me on that. I don't know I if won't. I'm allowed to say that yet, but uh, I think that's what the label told me. So, um, so that'll, that'll come out January 17th. And then the, uh, the full album supposed to come out. Uh, we'll have a fourth single and the full album come out around the same time in May. 
uh, early May, I think. Cool. Um, do a, I think the plan is to do some manner of uh, little CD release party sort of a thing. And, you know, all the details on that are yeah. TVD, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting this third single out. Um, and uh, yeah, as far as that, so this is the, the grass project. Um, and basically once, once I, uh, once this record's out, I don't have any obligation to the label I'm with, uh, after that. And we actually, the next step for me, uh, as far as the plan goes is a kind of more down the middle country thing. Um, so we've got, we actually just got a little, EP tracked and we're in the process of getting that mixed and mastered right now. I got five songs, um, all original stuff. Um, just good old classic country music. Um, Very cool. So you're playing yeah. both sides. I love it. Yeah, I man. Love yeah. It. I and love that's it. the, you know, that's the idea that the long game is to, to do, uh, more of the mainstream country thing. So, um, it's with, you know, a little grass tinge, uh, mixed that's- in that is I love that. get away from it so that is absolutely phenomenal and um you know i'm, I'm excited you got me you yeah, got me excited i have <laughs> tentative dates in my head it's gonna all be all right it's gonna be I great i'm yeah. i am hyped zach you are just you are phenomenal and i'm just really Thanks. so excited to kind of see see what's on the forefront and i'm excited to to see what you what you put out there to the world and i'm just excited for everyone to hear your voice for those of you, for those of uh, people who haven't heard that yet and um if you haven't what the hell are you doing come on let's go <laughs> let's figure it out why if not you haven't do you even have tiktok yet come on. come on i mean what are you doing what is this the stone age hop Thanks. on the bandwagon why not why not um zach i just want to thank don't you do it like kyle said you're gonna start sleeping bad you go to bed at 11 and mm-hmm. spend all night scrolling on tiktok don't that's right my, my sleep schedule is non-existent if you're wondering <laughs> I maybe five hours a day it's not good it's all right whatever you know that's that, that's how it goes it's, it controls my life but it's entertaining so that's all that really yeah. matters <laughs> at the end of the day just gotta love it <laughs> Exactly. Zach, thanks so much for coming to hang out with me, man. I, I I really appreciate it. I, you know, obviously, I, like I told you, you know, this is this is one of those that I that I've really been looking forward to, and and uh, all day I was really excited to come hang out with you. So I, I appreciate you coming sit down with me. I appreciate. My pleasure. It's been talk. a great time. And uh, listen, when I'm in Nashville, let's you know play some guitar. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll have us a little jam session. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll buy myself a cajon. And I'll just start slapping at them. You, you know what I'm saying? I'll just <laughs> play along. <laughs> That's right. Um, everybody, you can go uh, stream Zach's music wherever uh, you listen to music. Apple Music, Spotify, um, wherever Amazon, wherever you listen to it. Uh, go stream it. Go share it. Go love it. Uh, go do all the great things that, that each week, uh, I preach, um, share it, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with, uh, the random person walking down the street, just share it. That's all. That's all that. If you, you, know. if you listen to any bluegrass radio shows, call into your DJ request. I don't mind. There you uh, go. The current single. That's awesome. Really Appreciate it. That's awesome. We love it. Zach. Thanks so much, buddy. Uh, everybody you can go follow Zach on Instagram and, um, all the socials at Zach top, all one word. Super easy yeah. to spell. So um, Zach Top Music on Facebook. On Facebook, Zach Top Music. There you go. Um, and uh, this is another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and uh, 
If you want to give us a follow on Instagram, that is at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come up every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As usual, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Zach Top. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.